back to another episode of Between Us and Y'all. I'm Yasmin. I'm Nafis. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Between Us and Y'all, a safe space for our mothers and sons to have genuine conversations and to share these conversations with our listeners. Today, we have some special guests that we're going to be introducing in just a second. But tonight will be our first time having a young female on the show. This show usually has young men, but we want to make sure that we offer a balance in the conversation when it comes to young adults. We can't have young men getting prepared for the future without introducing and involving some young women. So we're going to be introducing our guests in just a second. Today, we're going to be continuing the conversation on navigating into adulthood. Nafis and I introduced the topic last week. Um, Today, we're going to be continuing that conversation, focusing specifically on making a name for yourself and your legacy, and then remaining connected to your family. So our guests today are two of my good friends, a mother and a daughter duo, dynamic duo. We have Drea Denewer, and we have her daughter, Soraya. If you both can introduce yourselves formally. Tell us who you are. (laughs) My name is Drea Denore. I am a mother of five children. I'm a full-time music artist. And I also have my own business, um, which is Feed Buffalo. And Feed Buffalo is Western New York's very first organic, safe, and halal food pantry. So we basically give away free food that is healthy and halal and locally sourced. Cool. That's dope. Okay. And who are you, young lady? <laughs> My name is Rhea Indayu. I'm a music artist, a writer, oldest of five, <laughs> producer, etc. Okay. And you were just accepted into a few colleges, one of which you got a full ride with. So we want our listeners to congr- congratulate our list, our guest tonight. She's going to school and she's doing her thing. So congratulations to that. And congratulations to Andrea for raising such an amazing young woman. You're an artist yourself and you have raised an artist. She has a beautiful voice, you know, and she plays the piano too, like her mom. So congratulations to you both. We do on every show we like to start our show by advertising for a local business this particular business we're going to be advertising for is not in atlanta but it is in buffalo where our guests are from so the owner of this business if you could tell us a little bit about it and how people can contact you sure again feed buffalo is um an organic safe and halal food access resource center We are based in Buffalo, New York on the west side. Um, Our address for the Buffalo listeners is 456 Massachusetts Avenue, Buffalo, New York, 14213. Our website is feedbuffalo.org. We are everywhere online under Feed Buffalo, Instagram, Facebook. And basically um, our goal is to build healthy communities. So we cannot have real discussions about healthy communities if we're not giving our people healthy food for free. I don't see Feed Buffalo as a place that has healthy options. We are a place that where the only option is healthy food. So it's important to us to empower our people. Um, By our people, I mean Black people. I mean um, believers. I mean 
refugee people, um, just black and brown people, period. We need to make sure that we are producing our own food, that we are um, eating healthy food, and that we are sharing those resources with our neighbors. So that is why Feed Mumble exists. That's what's up. And for our listeners, I hope that you, even outside of uh, Buffalo, that you can offer support from afar by sending donations and whatever um, advice you may be able to offer to Feed Buffalo to offer some support. They're doing an amazing job. We usually say that the mother is the first teacher. And so here's a mom as a first teacher to not only her family, but to the community on how to remain healthy and how to feed yourselves in in that way. So congratulations. And we'll be sure to share that information in the link below for this recording. So we're gonna jump right into our questions. Um, With every guest that we have, we like to start off by talking about the family motto. Our family motto is to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and play hard. Do you all have a family motto? And if so, what is it? We do. I always ask my children one question. And what question is that? What is our way? What is our way? The answer is always love. That's it. Whenever my children um, start arguing or have disagreements, we just had to say that today, right? Yeah. Um, They were arguing with the computer or something like that. So I always try to use that question to bring the children back, to bring our family back. What is our way, love? And then that that activates something within everybody in the house. Like, okay, we're not supposed to be talking to each other like that. We're supposed to be sharing. So, yeah. Wow, that's really a powerful motto. I've heard the saying that, you know, love is an action verb. So it sounds like you all are living that every day as the model in your family and if it's changing the way that even y'all speak to each other that's really dope so yeah i love that model okay <laughs> excuse me for our next question do you all have ever have conversations about making a name for yourself or investing in your family legacy we want to know what that conversation sounds like if you have that <laughs> yeah you want to answer um you can go first yeah, so basically, um, I tell my children that uh, freedom, true freedom, is um, outside of, obviously, relationship with God and awareness of self, um, who we are in God. Um, true freedom is ownership, land ownership. So I tell my children, like, our goal needs to be to purchase some land. So don't ask me to, you know, when you get a certain age, buy me this car, buy me this, you know, whatever, this house, that's all good. But if you're still paying, um, paying on it, uh, you know, technically it's not a hundred percent yours. So I get the, I'm not against, you know, working towards that, but I just want my children to be constantly working towards, um, you know, constantly working towards ownership, you know? What do you think about that, Soraya? And I think, especially this year, that message has been um, especially resonating within me because just this year I started taking a, a financial a financial literacy class. And my teacher, the whole class is basically what she was saying, like just investing in your home and how like that is freedom and so it's just making it's been making me really think like you know about college and after I graduate or even while I'm still in college just looking into 
purchasing my own home, purchasing my own land, looking at the particular state or place I would like to have that house in, the laws that go along with, you know, being there and just, you know, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. I like that. What do you think about this whole idea of making a name for yourself and investing in the legacy? We talk about that sometimes, but what do you really think about it? I think it's very important because definitely, still at the end of the day, you are an individual mm-hmm. and you do have to make sure that you have to make a name for yourself in anything and everything that you do, okay. but also do take in consideration of what your family already has um, established. established and our legacy that's already um, there. And so kind of like the thing that we was talking about maybe a couple days ago is just how to redefine that family legacy instead of throwing it away and just making sure it fits in your needs and not just throwing away the whole idea. Okay, so you're saying you don't have to necessarily follow the exact way that it's been established, maybe upgrading it. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Oh, so for the next, the next question is, where does the example of making a name for yourself or investing in your family legacy come from? Well, that's easy. Just watching my mother, really, through everything she does, you know, through her music. And also, I mean, you know, her doing her music is one way that she gives back to the community, but also like the work she's doing with Feed Buffalo, like sometimes I'll go with her and just do whatever she needs me to do. And just seeing the way like people, how it really helps them, you know, just me watching that whole transaction really just makes me more cognizant of that whole idea of just giving back to the community. So yeah, I would just, I would see my mom. Yeah, and um, for me, it's definitely my grandparents. You know, I, I was raised with my grandparents for the first half of my childhood and the second half of my childhood going into the first half of my adulthood. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, a lot of time um, watching them. And while they never ever sat me down and said, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to give back to the community. You're supposed to be a community organizer or a worker or activist. They never had conversations like that with me. However, my grandfather, um, Hank Curtis III was very active in the community uh, with different organizations like ASCAC, um, just African-centered, African study, um, African studies organizations. And I watched him, you know, he used to get the children on the block and um, take us on the motorcycle um, just to go get some ice cream or he would take everybody to the block like him and his buddies would be like three or four cars and we would drive to the Harriet Tubman home we would go there you know once or twice a year for like it seemed like every year of my childhood I remember us doing that and then we would stop by um, Perry's ice cream on the way home so just the fact that these are older black men like spending time with children and nobody was asking them to do it and they were using their own resources because they thought it necessary to invest into the people and into the community and um i just remember seeing that my my grandmother always visits people in nursing homes she would hold bible studies um visit the sick my grandfather visits the sick to this day they give people money that's all i know you know what i'm saying so to me they essentially uh, put that in in into me even my mother and my father are the same way you know my dad used to take us to uh one of the suburbs of Buffalo, 
not a suburb, but like another city right outside, um, like over the bridge, it's called uh, Lackawanna. And there was like all the elders in the church, my dad would just go to their houses and fix whatever they needed. Mm. He would just go out to see if they needed him to fix anything. Yeah. And we would just, we would be in the kitchen and my dad would be like fixing the porch or installing the light bulb or just like putting a new door on or, you know what I mean? So that is, that's the legacy that I was raised in. And I didn't realize it until I started doing this work, you know, cause a lot of times I'm like, what am I doing? But I've had some fantastic examples in my own family. Okay. Those are really powerful. And I would say I've had similar, you know, experiences growing up. And one of my experiences, you know, as a mom is watching you as a friend, you know, I can say friends like you, you know, having other friends who are actually building a legacy for their families. Oftentimes we're not thinking about what type of elders we're going to be. One day we'll be those elders in the community, you know, and oftentimes young mothers or mothers in general or fathers are not thinking about that. Like, what type of elder are you going to be? Are you going to be a person who people know are, is reliable and what will you be reliable for? You know, so I look to your example to say that's a perfect example of how I could be, you know, building my legacy in a very easy, tangible way. You know, if, if I was to go into that particular, you know, path. And as far as my other interests, you know what I mean? I might invest in them in the same way, but I would say for our listeners, it's always okay to look to your friends who have something established as examples of ways to continue to build your legacy up if you haven't started on it yet, you know? Because some of us may not have those examples, like, you know, you talked about before with your grandfather building a porch. You know, some people are estranged from their families and they don't have examples, but they do have good friends, you know, who are putting in work in the community, so... They can look at that because it's important for us to be okay with admiring the people in our lives today and to uplift I just love how you're always like uplifting those around you starting with your your son I just love it so much and what I learned from you is like you own your own house you know what I mean and just us having conversations like girl I'm about to be done almost done paying for this house like it, it, to celebrate that like you, I've been there it's just beautiful you have this land all around it it's just so encouraging to me and I hope to I always tell my children like we won't be in this house for long you know like that is our one of my earnest goals is to to purchase a home and land for my children so I definitely look to you as well me I mean and if our listeners ever hear us saying, I mean, that's uh, making it into an affirmation or a prayer that we are saying, so is so, you know, so anything that you hear us saying and after it, we say, I mean, we hope that you say, I mean, as well, or Ashe or amen, however you want to say it. We just want to make sure you put that into the universe that these are what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. So and hopefully we'll, we'll see you on your land too next, you know, and hopefully, inshallah. So I mean to that. All right, so we're going to go into our next question, and this is specifically, I'd like um, to direct this at Soraya. Since you are first, you know, young woman as a guest on our show, we want to know, do you feel it's necessary to be matched with a potential partner who follows the same process in making a name for yourself or investing in their family legacy? Is that important to you as a young woman when you are looking for a potential partner? I think it's definitely important I know like specifically for me to find someone who's they don't have to have the same exact you know way like that I make a name for myself or invest in my family legacy 
But just for them to, for that to be one of their goals, I would say, is definitely important to me. Okay. And Drea, how do you feel in, when, you know, when you guys are having conversations? Do you ever have conversations with her where you say, you know, when you're looking for a young man, this is what you need to be looking for and find that, you know, you find that the conversation to be interesting. And if so, what does that look like? Because <laughs> we literally talk about this all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm always right. Absolutely, like, um, it's funny. I I just was having a conversation with some friends the other day about what does it mean, like dating and uh, settling down, you know, getting married and having common goals and things like that. And we we're talking about like how do we define success? And um, I was just I always tell Soraya to get somebody. It's it's important to be with somebody who first of all knows themselves has a good you know has made peace with their upbringing um you know because i think we all have like some type of past you know what i mean everything doesn't have to be so like dramatic and traumatic but um i think it's important to understand how a person was raised because that is going to influence um the person that they are today so um and then it's also important that you get somebody who allowed you to be yourself so if yourself is, I'm on a path to, you know, pursue my music, pursue my art, I want to go to school. If you get somebody who doesn't believe in school, right, and they just want to do a trade, um, but they, res- they they should respect what your path is, right. you know what I mean? But I think the, the what, what you do after you graduate and what they do after so many years of doing that trade, you know, that's, I think those paths should eventually like align at some point. Because when you start to, like right now it's cool, but when you talk about possibly having children, then that's when things kind of like get crazy, you know? So I'm just trying to to, kind of find someone who is already whole and is not looking for you to complete them. Period. Right? Because, and and know that they cannot complete you. However, you guys, um, it has to be somebody that you want to walk with. But... Like they have their journey and you have yours. So I'm sorry, I feel like I went all over the place, but oh, that was good. I appreciate that response. I want to hear back from my feet, but I want you to specifically touch on something else as it relates to this question. Oftentimes, you know, young men and women, you know, are not having conversations at all before relationships because they're thinking that, you know, why would I talk to this person at all if we're not, you know the same yeah we talk at all so especially in muslim communities i feel like you know young men and women do not have dialogue you know just regular dialogue it's almost like what are you talking to her for unless you're trying to marry her so unfortunately young men and women do not get into the habit of having normal conversation you know and i think that that's very unhealthy so nafis i want to know what do you think is important in regards to having a conversation as it relates to a young woman just in general finding out about a young woman as far as understanding her process of finding a a potential partner that's you know interested in investing in their family legacy do you think it's cool to be talking to a young woman about that if you're not interested in having a partnership with her or should it just be only reserved for the women that you are interested in having a partnership with i think i think that if you do consider this person a friend or of any type of relationship connection that it's always good to know 
so you can help in any uh, way of fashion because you don't want to just be, you know, we can be good friends or something like that, but I don't know what your your goal is in terms of legacy or what your goals are. And I'm just being a friend with you like that. To me, in terms of being a friend, I'm helping you in any way possible that I can. And I feel like that is a real important way because, you know, still at the end of the day, you are your own person and you still need to do things that you want to achieve and what you want to get to. And so how can I, as a friend or as a potential partner or something like that, help you on that process? So you feel like it's okay for young men and women, even if they're just friends, to have conversations about family legacy and making a name for themselves. Yeah, I think I think it's very important. Okay, and I would agree, because unfortunately, in our Muslim communities and African-centered communities, a lot of times we are not encouraging these conversations between our young men and women, and they don't find out, you know, until they're unfortunately in a, in a relationship that's not matched or, you know, not evenly yoked, you know, in a certain way. And we are definitely against that. You know what I mean? So we're raising young men and women who know how to talk to each other in healthy ways, know how to be healthy friends, and know how to be friends that don't involve anything intimate as far as sex is concerned, you know? You have to learn how to be friends outside of sex. And unfortunately, even some adults haven't learned that. You know, they're thinking, if I'm hanging out with her, then we're doing something, as opposed to, no, I'm your brother, and I can hang out with you without there being anything other than me helping you get to the point that you want to get to in life. So I wanted to make sure we got that balance with that question. And yeah. So for the next question, for our listeners who have already begun to invest in their family legacies, what advice would you offer to a young woman who's, who sees room for improvement in their legacy and wants to make a change to Did you hear the question? Yeah. What advice would we give to a young woman who like wants to carry out the legacy, but they, they see that... Mm-hmm. Proof. There's needs, you know, movement. Um, I think it's important to, I think it's important to follow your heart. I mean, I I imagine it like running a race, you know, like running, um, you know, those Olympic races where one the one person has to pass the baton on to another person. Like I'm not gonna run the way you run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why you have me on your team is not because I do what you do, but it's because I know how to take the baton and I know when to grab that baton. And I know that when I take it, I gotta do what I do. And that's the thing about a legacy. Like it's 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 about it's about training, it's about preparation, but then it's about okay, this God put something in in Soraya that I don't have. And and God put something in me that I can pour into Soraya, but it's for Soraya to then blossom into her own her own tree, you know what I mean? And she will bear her own fruit and that will that will leave its own legacy. So I think it's important to continue the legacy, but never put a cap on anything. Because if you put a cap on it, then it can't breathe. And if you put a cap on it, then it it won't have it, it won't be allowed to develop wings and fly away. And, and blossom into its own thing. And, and I think I, I, I approach legacy the same way. Okay. I 100% agree with everything she just said. I think only thing I will add to that is when it comes to like adding your own spin to it or just, you know, just, you know, I, I will say as long as your intentions are pure 
And like, that's something that is commonly said, even in Al-Islam, like check your intentions three times. But like, I just, as long as, you know, the intentions are there and you're just honestly trying to improve upon it, you know, for you and your family, I don't see anything wrong with that. I would agree for any of our young women, you know, that are listening and the mothers, you know, it's important for us to be discussing what our family legacy is. And if we haven't created one to think about what that looks like, because sometimes we have an expectation of young people to do something in their lives that reflect our families, but we've never talked to them about it. We just have an expectation, you know, so it's good to have a healthy conversation to say, you know, do you know about our family? Do you know about our family legacy and what we've done already? You know, and what you can continue to do if you're not sure what you want to do, you know what I mean? And then also ask them, how would you change that? If you were, you know, to continue the family legacy and start your own family, what does that look like for you? So that it's not a surprise, you know, and people are not feeling like they're not communicating with each other. Because oftentimes there's no communication happening about this topic. It's just an expectation for things to happen. And and then everybody's just looking at each other when nobody's, you know, really talking about what the plan was. So that's why we wanted to include that conversation, that topic in the conversation. Did you want to add anything? No, that? I haven't. All right. So as your family manages the process of navigating into adulthood, how do you address how you will remain connected to your family? I know that, um, Saria, you'll be going away to college, you know, and if colleges are open again, but at some point, you know, you may move out. How do you address how you will remain connected to your family? So me and my mom joke about this all the time, but I actually think she's being dead serious. But she, <laughs> <laughs> since Ohio is not too, too far from Buffalo, New York, she always says she's going to be there every week driving down to see me. <laughs> so I'm I'm not worried about her at all. I feel like I'm gonna see her all the time. And then for the times that she's not there, we'll just we'll just FaceTime. We'll call each other. Okay. You know, communicate telepathically the way we be working sometimes. <laughs> you guys do that too though. You know, like I know some I, I know oftentimes like I'll be talking to um yeah, sweet and she's like uh, knock on the door, or you know what? Nafi's just texted me and said that he's uh, on his way, or he's on his way home, or I'm about to drive up there to meet him. So I think that's um, how you know you guys can stay physically connected, you know, in addition to like video calling. But um, I think the another way we carry out that or maintain that connection is in um, supporting one another. So, you know, like if I know you have, like this Saturday, you're gonna be doing um, a live concert, for example, and I'm sure you'll have lots of concerts at your school, lots of videos, but, you know, and you'll be writing things, you'll send to me. I think it's important important to like respond when you send me things and when you have a concert for me to watch, for me to share it, for me to say, you know, give you feedback, that's, constructive and supportive you know um and and just like when you're not there to just always uplift you know what what you represented like in our home you know Mm -hmm, what I mean and then like when you're gone then you can uplift everything that was instilled in you in your actions you know and in your own thoughts you know that is right another thing is like me and my mom we're like introverts with extroverted tendencies so like every now and then we'll have days where we won't 
communicate. This is not. I'm beginning to realize it doesn't have to mean there's tension or like the other person doesn't want to necessarily talk to each other. It's just that we have two separate minds, two separate thoughts, two different things going on sometimes, and we just like won't communicate sometimes, like for some time. So I, I feel like a great suggestion and something that we're learning about each other is like all we need is an hour to be caught up you know i'll just <laughs> stop laughing um even if it's just like an hour-long phone call just to update each other about each other's lives and yeah so that's another one i love those um like you said nafisa and i we have some very similar ones but we do check in with each other as often as we can and we try yeah. to about topics that are not so structured you know so it's like what's going on would you eat you know how you've been sleeping things like that but another way um that we like to check in is to pray for each other you know i try to make sure that he knows that i included you in my prayer and this was the purpose of it you know because staying connected in the spiritual world is is powerful too you know and for our listeners we hope that you pray for each other we hope that your families pray together you know Sometimes it can be very intimidating for a person who's never prayed for another person to pray together. And the reason why I think that that happens is because we haven't had practice doing it together. You know, even friends at the same age, if they sit together and say, hey, can we pray for each other real quick? To face to face, some people be like, wait a minute, what? What are you talking about? And then somebody your age, Soraya, you know, Nafis comes and he says, hey, let's pray for each other real quick. The first thought in your mind might be like, wait a minute. (laughs) I know y'all are different kind of young adults, you know what I mean? So it might not be so strange for you. But for some of our listeners, it might be like, wait a minute. This dude, like, what's going on here? But, you know, we consider ourselves African people. We consider ourselves, you know, spiritual people. And so staying connected on a spiritual level is very important to us as well. What do you think? I definitely think it's important, and I think... uh, What's important? uh, Checking in, (laughs) also, because, you know, you never know what the person has going on, and Mm -hmm. all you can do is show that you're, you know, you're there for support, and you're there to hear whatever, you know, is going on. Um, I definitely think, like, what we do is, you know, like, uh, what you guys touched on is, like, it's not us wanting to talk to each other, or there's tensions, like, maybe we just need a break, or just dealing with stuff in our individual lives, but I know... If I need to call my mom or if she knows she needs to call me, then, you know, I'm a phone call away, you know, mm-hmm. like. And I check in with his friends, too. That's the other thing. His friends know that if they're close to him, then they, they're going to know who I am, you know, because if you are a part of my son's life, then you're a part of my life, too. You know, that's part of the tribe. So they know, you know, I'm going to be talking to them. If I come to town, all of us is going out to eat. We all going to pray together, you know, whatever's going to go down and we're going to do it together. So that's my way also of checking in too, to make sure that he knows, you know, that I'm accepting of his life totally, you know what I mean? Whatever that looks like and making sure that I'm supporting it or making sure that he's safe, you know, to some friends that are shady. Because sometimes, you know, moms can see stuff that the, the sons can't, you know, or the moms can't. So that's what we're here for. I ain't with that shady. I'm with it. <laughs> Tell her. The last question is, within the process, how important is it to keep your family updated about the details of your ups and downs? That's a good one. Can you like, kind of like rephrase it? 
Yeah, so, so sometimes when we're checking in, you might, you know, check in every week and say, hey, I got a concert coming up, you know, as opposed to saying, you know, when you check in, you can say, hey, has anything happened this week that wasn't necessarily so good? And if so, what was that? And are you expecting a consistent check-in about those downs as opposed to just the ups? Yeah, I think um, we we have a practice of honesty. Okay. So like if we're honest conversations and I, like, I just don't want to talk. And I'm, I'm like that with my children. I'm like that with everybody. And I encourage honest conversations. Do not talk to me if we're not having a real conversation, period. And I'm not going to talk to you and, and hold something back, right? Like, that's just not, I, I encourage, and I'm always telling the story like, Tell me how you really feel, you know, because I can feel you anyways. I carried you. I can feel you. So I know when it's something I go, like, and I get if you need time, like, you don't want to talk about it right now. I totally understand. But do not tell me I'm fine and you are not fine. You know what I mean? Um, and just just always encouraging, like, I'm a safe, I'm a safe space. I'm a safe place. So if you need to share something that is not so great, even if it's about me, if I said or did something that, or maybe you need something from me that I'm not giving you, I just need you to express that to me. Talk to me. Like, it's okay to share it with me. And I'm always telling story. we just talking. So, like, I sometimes don't, she, don't, she doesn't want, always want to share, like, some of the downs, you know what I mean? And because she, she's thinking about, like, what I might think about it or how I might respond. And she's already, like, thinking about how she's going to respond to my reaction. And I'm like, listen, let's just... just focus on just being true you know in 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 your expression and then just know that I love you so it's nothing you could ever say that's gonna make me like you know what I mean just cut you off so yeah it's very important to share the ups and the downs um the highs and the lows because it's it's important for for you to always show up as yourself even when you are speaking to your family I was just gonna say that it took me a long time to learn that lesson, but I feel like just now recently, I think that knowledge is finally starting to saturate within me. Like, cause I'm a person like, I just care about how I feel and then how everybody else feel. But like, I tend to put other people's feelings before mine. And so I'm just, my response has always been based on like, how they're gonna react, how are they gonna process it? How can I say this? to make sure that they are going to be more comfortable than I am in this situation. And I've been like, alhamdulillah, like especially during this month of fasting, just like taking the time to meditate and like be alone with myself and especially like getting up early in the morning to talk to God has really opened up a lot for me. So like it's affected every other part of my life greatly. So especially my, my relationship with my mom, like we're able to have like honest honest conversations like and not not even just with me but like her like she'll open up to me about some personal stuff like that some parents just don't be talking to their kids about (laughs) but um no it's really exciting because like it's literally taking me years to get to this point but and it, it still gets hard sometimes but like just being honest and like knowing like she's just not the type of mother to like you know, punish me for no reason. Like, you know, we've, you know, just have never been her, but she, 
just all like it's just very understanding of me and I think by me being aware of that has like led me to share my you know both my ups and lows yeah <laughs> I think uh, of the recent years, I've been being more vulnerable with you and letting you into what I'm going on with the ups and downs. I think that's just being me and being stubborn because of just not like, yeah, definitely not sharing me down because I don't want to, you know, make you worried or make you feel like you got, you know, try to have to cheer me up because I'm still trying to figure some stuff out on my own and try to how to deal with that stuff. But I also want to always present the best that, you know, that I'm doing good and now I'm still focused on what I got to do. But also, I realize that that's not healthy and that, you know, for for me to be really open with you, that I have to share everything. So, you know, what do you think? So for me, um, one of our, on one of our episodes, we had, we talked about, you know, the five love languages. And oftentimes when we're talking about the five love languages, we forget that there's different communication styles. And I think it's very important for mothers and sons and also young men and women before you, you know, start having conversations to understand what is your communication style? You know, outside of the love languages, you know, it's one thing to know, how does this person communicate? So for me, it's really important to understand how do you communicate? How do I communicate with my son? Is he a person that needs time, you know, before, we jump into a conversation or is he a person that just you know is able to talk to you know one-on-one so helping I'm glad that you've been able to share with me and open and be vulnerable about different topics and I'm grateful that we're getting closer you know with our topics every day this has been another episode of between us and y'all we are grateful that we had our guest today Drea Denor of Feed Buffalo and her beautiful daughter, Soraya. We gra- we're grateful that we're here again. You know, our guests, we lost our guests for this particular episode, but we haven't lost them in life and our friendship. We're grateful that we're still connected to them. So we want to thank them for being here. We want to thank you all for another episode and for listening in. This has been another episode of Between Us and Y'all, and we want to encourage you to work hard, pray hard, love hard, and to always play hard. And until next time, peace. Peace. Thank you guys for being here.